cliffcentral.com. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Good morning, the internet. Uh, I'm Nathan Rowe. Alan Ford is not in studio this morning. He is gallivanting in Cape Town. And you know what they say, while the cat is away, the mice play. Oh, wait, oh, no, Palace is telling me, oh, oh, no, never mind. He's like a helicopter parent. He's phoned in. Okay, um, hi, Alan. Apparently, we have you on the line. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's like you're here. Mm. I was going to say, this is like the thin, the rich, well, and the slightly almost, less fabulous because you're not here. I want to say one thing, is yeah. that I am sitting in our room, room seven, um, and finally, Nathan, I'm with someone that I absolutely want to spend some time with in this bed. Oh. We've got Chatty next to me. Oh, hey, Chatty Maddie. Testing roaster. Mm. Hey, Alan Ford moves on quick. Hey. You were getting nowhere with me, hey, in my <laughs> hetero ways. Can I tell you something, Nathan? Yes. I do love you, but Matthew has got a little... Little thing that is quite interesting. Uh, he likes me. Well, he's cute. He's oh. cute, and he we have been through the most wonderful experiences. Um, we had the pleasure to, to, and I mean this, go to a place called the greenhouse. Oh, jeez, I don't know how. I thought oh, it was a church. I know. I know. And um, sounds like a and, nursery. And Maddie, wasn't it like? Sounds like a. Nursery. <laughs> it's much better than a nursery. <laughs> Is it but a I've got to tell you something that uh, we've had walls. so many wonderful gastronomical experiences. Yes. You see, you're like a cheap date, boy. I took you, Nathan, to uh, Burger and Lobster. I took Matthew to the greenhouse. You see what you do with gays. It's always good. Yes, you take them flower shopping. Yeah. Okay. I was exposed. I was exposed to a two-course wonder as opposed to a one-hit wonder, I suppose. Yeah. So, what are you guys actually doing in Cape Town? Are you so working or are you just uh, flaunting and mincing? Oh, <laughs> how rude! I know. I don't even. I don't even want to. Flaunting and mincing. What are you doing? No. First and foremost, um. A very dear friend of mine, called Little John, uh, opened his spa yesterday, and it was possibly one of the nicest fashions I've been. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was exceptional. I know. Because uh, I made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it's in the waterfront, and it's so beautiful, and it's an incredible thing to do, because I think being relaxed and enjoying space and time with people... Is, is generally great but when people are stressed it's always nice to go away somewhere silent and quiet to be a part of I would imagine um, a spa treatment and really a, a cool thing so Life Day Spa opened and I said to my friend I'm going to help you and I'm going to get everyone involved and it was the funnest little evening we had all the sexiest Captonians there I can't lie it was the hottest crowd ever ever they're so hot and they were all oh, wearing towels and slippers how hot they weren't, but oh. there, there, there were there were there were a few cuties walking around in in less than tiles. Just saying. Oh wow! Okay, sounds like a yeah. party. My mother's going to that spot, Matthew. My mother will go to that spot. <laughs> you don't make it sound like some. But there were three hot. How hot are those men? Oh, oh. Was yeah. I have been to the Life Day Spa, and I have to say, it is one of the most beautiful spas I've ever seen. It's in the waterfront. It's just surrounded oh, yes, by amazing. Oh, you while I was preparing. Yeah, you were trying to woo me. 
I was. Yes. Oh, that worked out for you, Alan. Not great. No, you got nothing. <laughs> I got a massage, but not it from It really Alan. wasn't great. <laughs> uh, no comments. All you right. wish you'd have a massage from India. Okay, so. That's, that's what you would wish. So you're in Cape Town, so this you're is very why relaxed. We're here. We're here. We're here. It's fun, and went to the greenhouse. We also went to the oh, we went Harbour to La Parada, La Parada Harbour House. House. We've been we've been treated to some amazing, amazing things. Wow, you guys sound and like you know regular really trust great. fund babies, I must say. I mean, like real Cape Tonians. It's amazing. You just like, I mean, we all sat in traffic for an hour, and you guys are like sipping Gucci martinis there in the, in your white dressing gowns. <laughs> the show is about the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. So we're bringing the fabulous. <laughs> well, I've got a jam-packed show today, so I can't speak to you guys forever. I know, you know, I know. Tell us all about it. What's happening? Okay, well, Beauty and the Beast opened in South Africa yesterday, okay, the movie. And um, I'm very excited about it, obviously, because I'm a bit of a Disney nut. And I have a really special guest in studio, Alexandra May, who, believe it or not, actually played Belle in Beauty and the Beast. So, I have a real Disney princess. Yes, of course. Against, no. uh, with Jonathan Roxmouth. Yes. No. Not Are you Jonathan there, Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Good morning, Belle. Bonjour. Jonathan Roxmouth. Bonjour. Uh, he, he, was in, he was in another one. He okay. was uh, in How Phantom. is your family? <laughs> he, was, he was in Phantom. No, I, I played at People's Theatre, which is like the, the kids' theatre on the side, up the road. Well, it's not, everything's on the side oh, of the road, yeah. actually. Everything's on the side of the road. Yes. People say it's on the like, side of the road. That's why I played Belle. I was 15. Little Belle. Mm. Young Belle. Wow. Baby Belle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we got, we're chatting to her. Little we're chatting girl to her. in a quiet village. We're talking to a street artist, Justin Bardenhorst, Nomad, as he's known on the street, um, about some amazing artwork that he's done. He does done. that amazing graffiti, right? He does, yes. Amazing graffiti. He does amazing, um, he does things with screwdrivers and hammers that you guys could only dream of. <laughs> that sounded much dodgier yeah. than it was supposed to. And then we're also talking to, um, yeah, we're talking about Natalie Wolf. Um, I don't know if you've heard about her. She recently had a double lung transplant. Um, so we're talking to Caroline Boucher, who's putting a benefit concert together for her. And we're also talking to uh, oh, the head divine. chef of Licorice Bistro in Four Ways, which uh, is going to be fantastic. I recently went there, and wow, is all I can say. Well, you know, in the, in the wonderful words of the thin and the rich and the fabulous, get on with the show. But I would love our wonderful little lady in studio to sing me a song. Oh, I'm oh, sure yeah. she could do that. I mean, it is quarter past nine. She should be warm. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, can, you, can, can you do, Alan, a little number from Beauty and the Beast? Time. Oh, um, but you see, the best thing about Beauty and the Beast is Angela Lansbury. I mean, exactly. Like, I'm going to be the underscoring. Oh, as time. <laughs> True as it can be. Wow, you guys sound like Ursula the Sea Witch. Then somebody ends. You. I'm <laughs> What version are you guys singing? Anyway, I'm going to let you guys go, and I'm going to prop, 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 <laughs> properly welcome Alex. Is that cool? Yes. Alex, can you please sing Tell Us All the Time? Let's move. It's called Beauty and the Beast. Go. 
Oh, seriously, I'm doing it. Okay, cool. I've got the lyrics here in front of me. Yeah. Are you uh, ready? This universe 1968 is going to do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm going. I'm going. Go. Okay. Taylor's old as time. True as it can be. Barely even friends. Then somebody bends unexpectedly. Just a little change. Thank you. <laughs> Alan, I picture you under the oh, sea with like an octopus shed. dress talking Need to your pretty Beauty and the beast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, Cheers, yeah. Alan and Maddie. Oh. Have a beautiful day, David, guys. Uh, David, we've got to go. We just put your things back on. Oh, it's been so much fun. Oh, get out of here. This Guys, is... have the best show. And remember, if I'm not there, sort it out and make it beautiful. The thin, the rich, and the fabulous. We still haven't worked that all out yet, but I promise you it's going to be good. Awesome. Lots of love. Cheers, Al. Enjoy it. Okay, that was Alan Ford and Chatty Maddie from Cape Town. Uh, they're obviously very relaxed because they, um, they've been to the day spa, and you can hear Alan is talking half the pace he usually does. Um, so now I wanted to talk a little bit about um, today. There's um, Beauty and the Beast, as I said, mm-hmm. is, uh, is coming out in theaters. I'm very excited. I really want to go and watch it like now, oh, like now, too. actually, but I'm here. Um, and so I brought along a narrator to tell you a little bit about me doing the show alone without Alan. Um, so I suppose whenever you're ready, sir, are you ready? You got your notes there? Okay, he's ready. Step up to the mic. Yeah. Once upon a time in a faraway land, a young prince lived in a shining castle. Oh, stop. Although he had everything his heart desired, mm-hmm. the prince was spoiled, well, selfish, hey. and unkind. No, dude. Come, no, okay. Shut up. You shush now. I think that's very accurate. No, it's not. I'm not <laughs> spoiled. I'm, I'm rich, thin, and fabulous. There's a difference, Alexander. All right. Alexander, May, mm-hmm. how are you? Welcome. Thank you. I suppose we should, uh, we should probably, well, prop. I can't say properly today. Properly. All right. So this is how you're used to it, I suppose. Bonjour. 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 There goes the. I love this song. Yeah. Because Belle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Probably the best. She is. She is. I think the baker's gonna say good morning, Uh, Mr. Baker. Say good morning. Good morning, Belle. Good morning, Belle. All right. So welcome, Alexandra May. Thank you. Now you. Are a phenomenon. I was reading your um, your history as I do before anyone comes into the studio. Stalker. Yes, I stalked you. Okay, mm. but I didn't. As we as we said earlier, Alexandra asked me if you can stalk someone too much, and I yeah. said, well, if you're keeping them in a pit and saying put the lotion on, then I think that's probably that's going past. That's not stalking. That's, well, I think that's, that's a the ha- step beyond. We don't. We don't go stalkism. there. We don't go there. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't kept you in a pit yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, you have an amazing, um, you know, history. I mean, you started when you were eight, yes. eight years old, singing did, yeah. in theater and that kind of thing. Hey? Mm, mm. How old are you now? Well, I'm actually turning 21 next Wednesday. Whoa. Woo-hoo! Keys to the house. Hey? Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. That's a lot of responsibility. Mm, mm, All right. Is. But you've, you've kind of moved from theater. You did a lot of theater stuff when you were younger. Yeah, I did. Steadfords, that kind of thing. I know mm. you won the Triple Threat Award because you <laughs> can sing, you can act, and you are apparently a supermodel. So I'm a bit short, 
but yeah. Okay, fine. Not a ramp model. No, not a ramp model. Supermodels can be short. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. Yeah. That'd be great. You should. Mm. And you kind of resemble the ghost of Audrey Hepburn. Thank you. You really do. She is my icon. I literally, I love her. Is that why? So you kind of fashion your look after Audrey Hepburn? I think so. I mean, I didn't necessarily know that, knew that I looked like her. When I first started loving her, I loved her because of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ah. And that is actually the theme of my 21st birthday party. Like, I just literally love it. I love the character Holly. And then one day at school, my friend told me, Oh, Ali, you look like that girl, that lady with the cheekbones. And I was like, Oh, is it Audrey Hepburn? Like, yeah. Oh, thank (laughs) you. So that's how I sort of found out that I sort of resemble her. I guess it might be the cheekbones, the pixie hair. Well, life could be worse. Um, it's, it's weird that you idolize someone from that era. I mean, I mean, because you're very young. I mean, I, that's like me idolizing a painted portrait of Napoleon, you know, and kind oh, of, I mean, that's kind right. of the age gap, isn't oh, it? Oh, I see. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. All right. So we, we're going to talk to a street artist now mm-hmm. called uh, Justin. And um, we're going to go to Justin. Justin, are you there? I'm here. Hey, how are you doing, brother? Good morning. Are you well? Top of the morning to you. I see yeah. you're up before the crack of noon. Who's noon? (laughs) Do I know noon? I don't know if you do. So, my man, you are Justin, Barden Horse, but you also go by Nomad. Um, And you are a fantastic street artist. What is street art? I mean, for people who don't know. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, Street art is basically art in arts that's done um, obviously publicly on in the street um, on walls and buildings and things that you find you know um, dustbins or um, electric electricity boxes um, it's public art public yeah so basically you, you got fed up of uh, people having to go to a, a gallery to go view art and you're like we're just gonna paint on this I don't care <laughs> yeah. who it belongs to yeah yeah, if you won't buy my art, I'm going to bring it to you. You're going to see it if you like it or not. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So you, you use spray paint, obviously, as one of your main mediums. But, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you kind of invented this, but you also do the thing with the hammer and the chisel. What is that? What do you call that? Yeah. So I, I don't know what you would call it. Um, it is a, a form of, of um, mural work because it's basically just breaking a wall or destroying a wall into something that resembles an art piece. Um, and um, I'm not the only one who does it, per se. Um, so I've, I've seen the idea and seen it done uh, overseas. Um, but, yeah, I, I suppose it's pretty much destroying something into something beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> and if people want to view some of your um, your chipped out stuff, I'm, I know that like the News Cafe in Rosebank has a huge mural of, um, is it, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is on the wall there. You've I also got, there's also like a Van Gogh looking uh, thing at the Artisan in Greenside. And that's all Justin's work. Yeah. Um, and now, dude, my personal favorite one, bro, is at um, the Orbit. It's um, the tribute you did to Bekim Seleko. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks, that, man. There's something so magical about that, that artwork. And, um, I mean, it looks, it kind of looks ethereal. You know, it's got this kind of spiritual look to it, like he's, like he's there, but not there, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and very much so. That's not chipped out, though. Just um, that—that's pretty much just white paint on on um, yes, Facebook. Yeah. So that was actually quite quite interesting because um, the the one thing about painting something like that um, is the the size of it was quite a challenge. Yeah. So it was a few good good few tiers of of um, scaffolding um, and tiers of paint. Um, and also, um, the thing is that it's just white paint on, on Facebook itself. So there's no, there's no room for error really, because if you spray in the wrong place, you can't get it off yeah. and you can't cover it with anything you else. You can't sit so there with a toothbrush, toothbrush and some tops and just like, <laughs> no, oh, okay. or with a butter knife. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, definitely not. Okay, um, yeah. now, so so basically, like, you're a modern-day graffiti artist. I mean, I don't know if you uh, associate yourself with the term graffiti artist, but um, now a lot of people know that yeah. it's like what, what we need to see is tagging. You know, what, what's the difference between what you do yeah. and what, what, is, what is tagging? Come, shame, name and shame. Um, well, actually, it's a, it's a really interesting um, topic um, to discuss because I think I think you get... It's it's become such a thing, um, particularly now. You know, people are really interested in street art or, or you know graffiti and that kind of stuff. That it's actually now um, been compartmentalized, you know, into different kind of uh, genres, if you will. Yeah, because so I mean, for me, for me, ta- tagging is like um, you know when someone revs their engine outside a club. It's like, look, look at me, but I don't really have any talent. And then, and then what you guys do, the street artists, you're like the guys that just kind yeah. of, you drive past in a really nice car and people are actually like, wow, that's a nice car. You know, you didn't have to rev oh, it. You man. know what I mean? I'm just saying. I, I hope I'm not yeah. shaming any of your tagging friends, but. No, I was going to say, I'm going to get such hate mail after this. Ah, okay. Well, that's <laughs> but, cool. um, but, uh, <laughs> the, so I, I think graffiti is one term and then you could call, you know, another term for it would be street art and then you would also get muralists. Um, graffiti was born basically on, uh, yeah, based on, on writing your name um, in the city and particularly illegally. And, um, and that's, that's, it's a, a culture of, you know, based on, uh, or the purpose of it, should I say, uh, was based on infamy and, and rebellion. Kind of, um, putting your name out there, and but being um, anonymous, obviously because it was illegal or it is illegal. But it's grown into into a style of um, either some really really great cartoon characters, and especially um, in letters and the love of letters and typography, into such a level that that it's. Sometimes it's not even legible, but it's just um, it's it's definitely an art form that, that you yeah, are very and very difficult to do. Okay, so um, I actually, I actually misunderstood tagging then because I just see, you know, the, the people that just use one, one stroke of spray paint and it's, yeah. it's not quite as, as beautiful well, as what they, you're talking about. And they just write like Rob. Well, those, those Rob things. was here. <laughs> um, well, they, they are different levels of graffiti. Um, so when you're doing a, um, when you're doing graffiti, your most basic, but even even though it's really basic, it's it's part of typography. So it's really something that you need to work on um, if you want to get into it. Would be tagging, which basically means um, either taking a graffiti marker or a spray can, one color, 
and writing your name in a certain kind of style, whatever style you choose. Um, then the next one, you would the, the the step up from that would be called bombing, um, which is or, or a throw up. Um, so a throw up is basically two cans. So you have a fill in the within the letter, and you have an outline around it. So it takes a little bit longer. Um, often you see it as bubble letters, you know, for for something simple, yeah. um, and you can do it really quickly. But it's much bigger than a tag. Um, okay. And then the next thing above bombing would be to do um, a, a style, which you would call either a style, which is you know with a little bit more intricate fills within the letters, um, more colors, maybe a drop shadow, maybe a double outline on, on the outside of the, the black outline with another color. Um, and then you, the next level above that would be called um, a piece, either a piece which has a full background. It might incorporate um, some characters, some cartoons, um, or um, what you would call uh, either a wild style, where it's actually the, the creativity of your letters are so extended and so distorted or stretched or um, yeah, something like that, that it's actually not really legible. And that's it's still actually, when you start getting into into graffiti, it's kind of like when I started getting into jazz music. Um, at first, I didn't understand it at all, and I actually thought it was a waste of time. But graffiti until sounds, I really, it sounds like any other art yeah. form. I mean, only they, they teach you how to sign your name first and then how to do art, <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, it's actually, but, but to be honest, when even just signing your name can be quite a challenge. In fact, I must, personally, I do this, I, I kind of skipped all the, the steps. Yes. So there's there's quite a big gaping hole in my technique because there's something to be said about learning how to control the can um, with those clean, straight lines and your design and, and typography and your style right. and all that stuff. I kind of went, I came from a fine art background more than more than a street oh, or an see, urban okay. background. So, so you I had to work on your logo, <laughs> basically, later on. <laughs> yeah, I really, it, it was a nightmare, man. So, so, I so, had to work on my logo. So Justin, you go by yeah. Justin Nomad on, um, yeah. on Instagram, so people can check you out there. Mm. Um, I have a little dude in Thanks. studio who's going to spell spell it out for people here. Uh, LeFou, would you like to have okay. a go? And okay. his name's G-A-S. J-U-S. T I No, Justin. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's Justin Nomad on Instagram. Check him out. Justin, thanks so much for being on the show, my man. And uh, and yeah, people go check out his Instagram and uh, check out what he does, man. Amazing, amazing art. Thank you so much, dude. Cheers. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. Cheers, bro. Bye. All right. So that was Justin Nomad. Uh, Alexandra May, are you an artiste at all? I mean, I know you already have a triple threat. Are you going to add a quad to that? Do you, do you, you mean draw, like drawing paint? and painting? Yeah. I can't draw to save my life. Thank heavens. I would have so, hated you. And you already told me you can't do math. I hate math. I, yeah. <laughs> Anything like that. I'm good at, I love literature and language and that sort of thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, arty stuff, but just not drawing. <laughs> arty stuff, not drawing. Okay, yeah. perfect. I know, I happen to, uh, in my research of you, in my stalking, mm -hmm. let's say, I, I see you have a, a fondness for Schleichhorses. <gasps> oh, my now, word. I don't know what, what a Schleichhorse is or a Schleich. Schleich 
Oh, a schleich. schleich it's, I've it's, never it's had German. a, sh a schleich of horse either. We call it Poloni. <laughs> a Poloni. Oh, my word. Um, I can't believe you found that. Okay. Yeah. What, so, what is a Schleichhorst? Schleich is a, is a brand of toy. Oh, okay. And I actually... Not a brand of horse. No, it's a okay. brand of toy. And they have like different animals, like wild animals and fairy ponies and all that sort of thing. And because I love horses, I had horse rising, horse, horse rising, oh, my word, horse Riding? Riding. Yes. There we go. As a kid, um, I've always loved horses and that sort of thing. So I collect Schleich. Okay. Horses, yeah. Schleich. They're like in a little basket and I set them out sometimes and they've all got names. I love the way that uh, the Germans can always take something beautiful <laughs> and make it sound quite horrible with their It sounds language. interesting, hey? Schleich. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, cool, it's cool. I mean, I know, you know, butterflies, butterfly in English and papillon in French and then in German it's Schmetterling. I did not know that. Did you not know? It's a schmetter, no. a schmetterling. It sounds like they're about to smack someone. Yeah, it is. And I'm so going to schmetter. If you don't like behave, I'm going to <laughs> schleich you. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. is that? Mm. Schleiching. Schleiches. Okay, anyway. Um, enough about horses and ponies. <laughs> Let's talk about you. So you moved from stage into like the pop arena and you're yeah. doing really well at it. I Thank must you. Say. Thank you. You've got um, some awesome songs out. I'm going to play one. It's oh, called cool. So Damn Amazing. And I really love cool. the opening line, which I asked you about earlier because I thought it said, white chicks don't like me or something like that. No, no, no. It's actually my girls, they didn't like oh, you. Oh, not white girls didn't like no. me. <laughs> okay. No, my girls. My I, was like, girls. I was like, shame, man. You had a, a rough, rough time with that. And we're going we're gonna to play that in a moment. I just want to chat to a chef. I believe we have a chef on the line. Awesome. Um, good morning, Carl Jacobs. Morning, Nathan. How are you? I'm very well on yourself, my man. I'm good, thank you. Now, Carl Jacobs is the executive chef at Licorice Bistro in William Nickel. Alexandra is is beating her chest I with excitement. I love that restaurant. You're so cool. It's so amazing. Uh, I was, thank you. <laughs> I was there the other night um, for an anniversary dinner, actually, with my... My love, and it is just the most romantic setting. And I must say, the 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 staff there are so amazing because they're so they're so well trained. I mean, you can ask the guy like, "What kind of wine should I have?" And he's gonna be like, well, "What are you ordering?" And he'll be able to pair pair your meal with your wine. I mean, that that kind of thing is rare in Joburg. So, Carl, tell me a little bit about um, Licorice Bistro. What's what's your vibe food wise? So, Nathan, basically what we try to do, to do is we concentrate on the South African flavors. Um, we do a lot of Cape Malay flavors with the Boerties, and we try and change it and give it a little bit of a twist to it. Like, like for example, the Boerties spring roll with a coconut mayo and it's a mat, an apple chutney. So, we said that there was a niche market open for us um, when we opened, and there was no one doing authentic South African food with a twist on it. And that's where we saw the market, the gap in the market, and we went for it. And yeah, thank God it's working. <laughs> I, I, I must say, like when I first went there, the first time I ever went, one thing that stood out to me was Marmite Ribikis. And I was like, what? They've made Marmite into a gourmet meal? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's mind blowing what you can do. Are you planning any like fancy desserts with an Omar Rusk or something? Like, I'm sure you could come up with something. Uh, we are, we're planning something with Cook Sisters. Oh, Cook Sisters. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm that's, excited. That's, a, that's the next thing we're trying. <laughs> the diabetic in me just got really, really excited. And I know you're diabetic as well, so well, good luck with that one. I know that. Thank God for insulin. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Carl, they call you, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on radio, they call you Bat Chef in the, uh, in the kitchen. And I wanted to ask you what, what, 
you, that you say you're like the bat, you like Batman in the kitchen. Is that because crime is at an all time high there? Are you trying to, is there some spinach puffs that have been, you know, out of line? What, what, why bat chef? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of everything. And I also think it's maybe the late, late nights in the kitchen and all the hard work. And ah. probably the shouting in on top of all the stuff all the time, but so you don't even yeah. have a fancy utility belt. I didn't chef that. things. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Okay, well, I must say your 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 cooking is definitely up to Batman standards. My my favorite thing on the menu. Thank you so much. You've got these tasting plates. Um, and that for me is yes. the best thing because it's like ordering three meals at once. You get to taste three different things on one plate, and the the. Oh man, your 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 meat uh, tasting plate is the best thing I've ever had. Thank you. Yeah, what Tiki, what we try to do is we just try to give the customers a little bit of an option to have three different elements on one plate. Um, so that's why we do the beef, the lamb, and the fish, and we also do game from time to time when it's available. Yeah, see, now I, I don't even eat seafood. For me, seafood grosses me out. The thought of eating prawns and, and squid and octopus like really grosses me out, and it's not just because I'm an Aquaman fan. Um, the um, <laughs> but but I tasted your salt. Is it salted um, squid salt, heads? Chili salt squid. Oh my nice. goodness! And it was a revelation. I've never tasted seafood that I was like I'd actually eat more of that usually I'm like I would put that back in the ocean but uh, so you you managed to convert me with that um, Carl I wanted to chat a little bit about I mean I know the um, did you work under Jacques Ferry the, the previous owner of the restaurant at all um, n- no not really I was based at Green Pepper Corn which is a morning restaurant uh, restaurant about in morning side, yeah, and then yeah, I left there after a while, and then when Jacques passed away, the owner Akia de Petros um, asked me to come and join his team here at Licorice and just to carry on with Jacques' legacy and you know carrying on with what we do. Yeah, so, so was Jacques quite a big part in in Licorice? Um, you know, the, the kind of flavors, the South African twist on gourmet food, or did you, is that something that you brought, um, brought in with you? Look, Jacques did the uh, mock. He was uh, based on a, a Cape Malay restaurant. That was his flavors. And then when I came on board, I said, you know, customers are also getting a little bit tired of just Cape Malay. So that's why we said, let's do more sort of African flavors into the restaurant. And that's why we did that. We introduced the uh, oxtail samosa, which is doing very well as well. But, you know, I have to say, Jacques did, um, he did build the grounds of licorice. Um, and yeah, he's also also been involved in all the other restaurants as well. The starting up with him with Franco de Beer and Aki, as I said. So yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Carl. Uh, anyone uh, who's Absolute looking pleasure. for an amazing night out, and I'm talking amazing ambiance, wine, amazing gourmet food. Maybe you have guests from overseas that you want to introduce to some South African flavors like Marmite or Rusks or whatever. Um, they can do amazing things with everything. <laughs> so thank you so much, Carl, for being on the show, man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Cheers. You too. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, so Alexandra, hey, you've been mm, there, I take I it. I have, yeah, I have. Oh, amazing food. I had eh? the pork. It was amazing. Wow. It was brilliant. Did you have the tasting platter? No, I didn't. So oh. I was listening to you speaking about that. I think I have to go back to just to try that. You do. 
you do. Mm. It's amazing. They got three of three of everything. <laughs> it's so it's so exciting. Um, so anyway, we were before before we were um, chatting to chefs. We were talking about mm. your music. Yeah. And uh, this this was your first single, hey? So yes, it was. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just uh, so in case you also mishear the lyrics, it's not white girls didn't like you. Um, Alexandra May's relationship with white girls is intact. Okay, so here's the song. That is Alexandra May. So damn amazing. Good job. Thank you. That's Thank a beautiful you song. Thank you. I'm it's really so proud damn of amazing. It. You you said you went a little bit crazy in the song. Is that is that from real life experience? Have you ever gone a little crazy? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because just you're before, creative. Yeah. Exactly. We're allowed to be we're allowed to be crazy, aren't we? Um, but yeah, I actually um, I actually broke up with a with a guy just before I recorded this song, so it was a bit difficult to not be crazy. Yeah, to go to the studio <laughs> and think, how am I supposed to speak about how cool the relationship was after having entered it? Yeah. But um, I sort of went to a place where I was surrounded by really good friends of mine, and uh, went back to good thoughts, and that's how the song sort of came out. Yeah. Yeah, because I must say, you you have a very positive kind of vibe about you. Thank I mean, you. The Thank first you. time I met met Alexandra May, she was. Uh, giving a talk at a school and uh, she was she was really I mean you were amazing you were with the Thank kids you, you were really inspiring I was like wow I want to become a musician oh wait I am <laughs> you know so I, I find you very um, positive and Thank I, I you think so that comes through in your music you know quite a bit um, I wanted to ask you about um, the pop world because I come mm. from a, a garage band kind of world where you know we have a bunch of mates we jam together in a garage get shouted at by the neighbors and then we move on to playing dingy dark black painted clubs yeah um mm. i'm guessing the pop approach is a little bit different to that yeah it is it is there's i mean i don't know if there's really a space for pop artists just yet i think the movement is starting you know because uh, in south africa we've really grown in the past what 10 years with music it's yeah. become phenomenal uh, we were fantastic and then it dipped a bit now we're building up again and we're being recognized all over the world for our music so i think the pop world still has to sort of catch up yeah and eventually there'll be spaces where i can perform properly like other bands but even yeah. even in america i mean it seems that pop stars only really play stadiums it's no, like it's well, they surely they got to start like that, somewhere yeah. i mean mm. and for mm. some reason like i can't picture a lot of pop artists performing in uh you know some dodgy club in joburg you know mm. with smoke filled room and and then you've got like um i don't know the likes of Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran maybe yeah. Ed Sheeran because he's comes from a yeah folk side yeah folk side yeah mm. but um so so now you know are, are you frustrated like where where do you play i mean where like mm. where where do i play it is frustrating because as I love to perform, that yeah. is what I was born to do. Um, I want to get out there and be on a stage and create an emotional change with someone. I want them to feel something. Um, and the best way I can do that is through performing. Um, I do sort of like to, I occasionally play places like Rumors, you know, the acoustic nights, that sort of thing. And I enjoy that because you learn so much yeah. about yourself, about your set, about your music, what works, what doesn't, how to interact with an audience like that. So I do enjoy playing that, but, um, almost you have to create your own space. You've got to create the opportunities for yourself because nobody's going to, nobody's going to make your career for you. You've yes, got to do it yourself. Yeah. So I do, I am actually working toward a show in June that I'm setting up for myself, uh, along with some other artists. Great. Um, that's going to be with my band. They're called The Maze. They are just, 
they're fantastic. They're brilliant musicians, Amazing. and I'm worried about them. Fantastic. So you've put put this band together yourself. Yeah. Okay, great. Fantastic. We've got um, one more caller on the line uh, that I just want to go to quickly, um, and it is Caroline Boucher. Caroline, have I got you there? Hi, Nathan. Hi, Caroline. Yes, how are you? Yeah, how are you? <laughs> All right. Now, for very the, good. Thank you for the listeners at home or in the office or in their car. Um, Caroline Bouch is putting on a tribute show for Natalie Wolf. Now, Natalie Wolf recently had a. Um, a double lung transplant. Um, she suffers from cystic mm-hmm. fibrosis. She's been documenting her whole journey, um, uh, you know, from from leading up to this operation on social media and stuff. And it's been quite a, quite an amazing journey to watch. Uh, Caroline, what can you tell us about Natalie? I know she was an amazing dancer. She she's seven times world champion exhibition dancer, um, and now yeah, to, I mean Natalie's. She's just been like a massive inspiration to everybody that's ever worked with her um, on stage and now even through this stage of her life um, with her with her struggle. Um, for those of you that don't know, cystic fibrosis is a genetic life-threatening disorder that damages your lungs and your digestive system. Um, and ca- currently there is no cure for cystic fibrosis. So Natalie has undergone this double lung transplant and even though she has this new set of lungs, her her struggle will continue. The disorder will start to attack the new lungs and infections and mucus build up on the lungs are imminent. So she's still got a very long, long struggle ahead of her. She obviously hasn't been able to work for the last year. Um, and with her now trying to regain her strength, she probably will not be able to work for another year. So we are very lucky. Um, Empress Palace has very generously given us their theater and the evening of the 28th of April. And along with my company, Creative Concepts Entertainment, we'll be putting together this event for her. We have a load of colleagues and friends from the industry that have offered up their time and support. So we're going to host this evening dedicated to her to raise a few funds for her to help her with this this journey ahead, Um, but also to show some love and support that, that she's desperately needing through this difficult and frustrating struggle. Fantastic. So, so it's on, um, on the 28th yeah. of April um, at Empress Palace. 28th of April at Theater Empress Palace in the, in the main theater, yes. Okay. And, and the show will start at 7 o'clock. Great. And tickets are 200 rand. And I think if you could pay more for the tickets, you probably should, huh? You Yes. Very, I mean, we, we, we're trying to put on a really good show, keep the price low. So if you if you can afford to... to Obviously, put in a little bit of a donation, and obviously that will be appreciated. But we we want the support more than anything. We'd like seats on uh, bums on seats, and we'd like you guys there to come and enjoy a wonderful evening with us. We've got a great lineup of top industry singers and, and dancers featured in the show, uh, which will definitely be something you don't want to miss out on. We've also got Jason Greer as the MC, and very excited to have John Christmas bringing some laughter to our stage. And um, let's not forget the one and only Nathan Rowe that will be gracing our stage as well. Oh, well. Oh, that's that's exciting! Uh, yes. Okay, I'll be there. Um, just a, uh, one more thing: uh, where can people um, follow Natalie Wolf's story? I know she's got a Facebook page. Where can people find that? So she does have a yeah, she has a Facebook page which is called Cystic Fibrosis Stages and Stages, and um, so you can click onto that and just follow her story. Uh, we also have all the event information on my entertainment page, which is Creative Concepts Entertainment. And my contact details are all on there for for ticket bookings. And also Emperor's Palace can also assist with the ticket bookings if you need any more information on that evening. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Caroline. I hope uh, people are going to put their best foot forward and uh, get get through to that. Great. Thank you very much, Nathan. Send our love to Natalie. eh?
Will do. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that was Caroline Boucher, and uh, she is putting on that benefit concert for Natalie Wolf. So uh, please uh, put your money where your heart is and uh, go and watch that show. It's going to be quite spectacular. Alexandra May, do you have any uh, philanthropic uh, attitudes? I, I, re- I read an article where you where you spoke about how you say you know it's cheesy, but you really want to inspire people, right, yeah. with your music. Now, mm. I always, I always, I mean, I hear that answer quite a lot, as you know. Yeah. And so. I wanted to ask, what what do you want to inspire people to do? You know, I just want to take that question a little bit further. Yeah. Um, well, if I can become soppy a bit, I was I was bullied in school um, for being different, and I had to go to therapy in grade four, and uh, yeah, I had to move schools and all of that. It was terrible. And being different, being in the music industry, being young, um, it's I was I was constantly bullied and I was constantly ostracized. And I just want to, I felt like I needed to inspire kids my age who are moving into the adult space to actually write their own story, to tell their own story, to paint their own world, because nobody else is going to do that for you. You've got to do it yourself, Mm. but do it being authentic and doing, do it being the real you. And that's what I want to inspire people to do. Yeah. I mean, I must say, like, I see so much fakeness in the world. I mean, uh, Gareth's been talking about fake news quite a bit lately. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's become part of our lifestyle is fakeness, you know, like, I mean, you you don't know what to believe. And people are like, oh, how could you believe that it's fake news? It's like, well, remember when the news wasn't fake and you just, Mm. that's how you got to know things. And and I think because of that, people are putting on a faker version of themselves, like you're saying. And so, okay, so that's your, that's your mission, hey, to inspire people to be themselves. To be yourself. I mean, it is difficult and I've been through, I've been through that. I've been on that space and I've been in that space, but you actually have to sort of realize and find your value, find your true value. Where do you go to in those times when you are down? How do you go back to the bar Mm. to sort of think about things and find perspective? And it's just knowing your value, knowing your amazing worth Mm. and know that you are amazing in what you do and who you are. Um, And yeah, write your own story from that point. Right. Do you think, do you think people have like more of a low self-esteem as well? I, I like so. what, what is that? What, what even causes like, you know, people just being down on themselves the whole time? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it, it must, I mean, social media doesn't help when it, it comes it really to things, I mean, expectations. Fa- for example, uh, social media in all, I mean, all its airs and graces. It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Mm. But at the same time, you're always looking at someone's best day. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the best angle, the best everything. If you go yeah. through someone's phone, you'll see the selfie they posted on Instagram, but you'll also see the 13 other selfies they took where they look like, uh, I don't know, Donald Trump, you know, <laughs> with the, the, the double chin. I mean, that's why you always got to get the angle right. You know, yeah. from, from the top, you got to pout the lips. And mm. it's almost like we, we, we're all trying to show our best side all the time. And mm. all it's doing really is depressing other people because they're like, oh, look how fabulous their life is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I find it interesting that you were bullied. I mean, because mm. you're a triple threat. You're and that modeling thing. <laughs> it comes into play. I mean, do pretty girls get bullied? I don't know if I'm, if I was, if I am pretty or if I was pretty back then. You look like know. Audrey Hepburn. Of course you're pretty. <laughs> she considered herself ugly. Um, until, you know, she then got picked up in movies and she still thought she wasn't beautiful. So I think that. You, you have to find your, you have to know your value. Right. Um, in fact, my second single called Highlights, it speaks about highlights hiding the best part. 
And I mean, I love makeup, so I love my highlighter. I love that stuff. But sometimes you have to show the real you. The, the best one, the best photo of you is one with no makeup. The one when you are casual with your friends. And even on my social media, I, it's difficult finding the, the balance between business and personal, right? Right. But I want people to get to know me. I don't want them to get to know a persona or mm. whoever I put out there. They must get to know me for my heart. Being a performer is me taking my heart out of my chest, handing it over to them and for them to take and for them to look at it and look at the scars, look at the bruises and say, oh, wow, this is a real person. And then occasionally Twitter comes along and just like <laughs> kicks it. Yeah, yeah, in the gut. Yeah. So it's. I just want to put across that positive message because I, I do believe we need uh, positive role models in this world that will inspire young women and want young girls to know their value, young right. boys to know that they are good enough and that they can treat women in a certain way and girls can treat boys in a certain way. Yeah, it's a, it's something I'm very passionate about. Yeah, I know. I mean, I and I think that's so important. I mean, I, I I even think like you're at a disadvantage in your own mission there because you're maybe prettier than the average girl. You know what I mean? So so even so, I'm not flirting. I'm just I'm just saying that um, like a, a girl who's maybe I don't know conscious about her weight or yeah. conscious about her skin or something mm. might look at you and be like, oh, Alexandra May's got perfect skin, so mm. that's why she's so happy. You know what I mean? And like yeah, yeah. I, I I hear what you're saying about how you. Not not wearing makeup and showing the real side of you is mm. so important. But like, I think you also need to get bad skin and put on some weight. Me? No, I'm joking. <laughs> these, I've been there. I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking. These, these are not. Th- basically, these things are not things you need to worry about. Yeah, I think exactly. that's what your message needs to be. Hundred percent. But but do you hear what I mean? Like mm. you you're kind of at a disadvantage. <laughs> like I kind of wish. Yeah, it's hard because people in the spotlight are usually. Perfect. A, a little bit perfect, mm. yeah. And it's a little mm. bit frustrating. I, mean, I think, you know, Selena Gomez is a great example because uh, she has um, she has an illness and she's gone to rehab. She canceled her tour, everything. And she was completely real with her fans. I'm, a, I'm one of her biggest fans. And she was super real with them. And I want to be just as real with my fans. I mean, I write blogs often and I speak about what inspired me to write something, what inspired me to do something. Um, just to show that I am a real person. I am quite normal. Right. You know, um, yeah, I, I need people, you need to know who you are and know your value in life. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's a good positive message. I think we should wrap up on that as opposed to the depression and, and the sadness. Hey, Palessa's nodding her head in agreement. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want to end off the show or should I end off the show? I'll end off the show. Okay, I'll just want to play this one little piece here, um, courtesy of Licorice. This is a candlestick um, singing a song about food.